My name is Kerry Kite. I'm an Air Force veteran and a writer, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. Day to day, I produce advertising content for a creative agency in New York City. Through this podcast, I'm turning my passion into practice. I separated from the Air Force in 2010, and since that time, through using the post-9-11 GI Bill to go to college, working hourly jobs to pay the bills, and freelancing my way into a career, I've studied what it takes to successfully transition from service to civilian. And that study has become a conversation. On this podcast, I will speak to other veterans, successful artists, and entrepreneurs about their transition, what they did well, where they failed, what they learned, and most importantly, how they applied their skills. Episode 15 features Johnny Rauschy, a Marine and the co-founder of Johnny Slicks. We talked about mastering his million-dollar formulas, running his business from home, funding it by donating plasma with his wife, and doing local sales through Instagram messages before teaming up with his partner to build and scale the company to what it is now, the fastest-growing organic grooming company in the country. Welcome. This is Veteran Made. Johnny, thanks so much for joining, man. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, man. I'm super stoked. Awesome. Same here. Um, cool. So we'd love to just start with, with kind of like who you are and what you're doing now um, and a little bit about the business and then, and then we'll kind of go back to the beginning of your transition out. Yeah. So my name is John Rushai. I was in the Marine Corps. And right now, I know you wouldn't, trans- you wouldn't imagine it, but from the Marine Corps, I actually manufacture cosmetic or grooming products. So I know they're kind of like, like you wouldn't guess it, but uh, right now we are one of the country's fastest growing fully organic cosmetic manufacturing company. So honestly, most people think that most of them are made overseas, but we are made right here in North Carolina. And uh, we're like taking the industry by storm, just fully organic and just hand making everything we do. And I could not be happier pursuing this passion. Um, but I mean, I, I want to tell you more about it, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go yeah, too no, that's cool. There's a, definitely a few threads I, I want to pull on there, specifically, you know, organic, um, and then and then also, you know, manufactured here here in the states. But first, I want to jump into what uh, what got you interested in uh, hair products and making hair products, uh, and yeah. when did that happen? Did that happened while you were in the service. Did that happen after? It actually happened right towards the last six months, uh, maybe nine months of me transitioning out. So I was going through transition readiness. Uh, the seminar, I was doing all the checking out process. Um, and as I was jumping down, I was an armorer. So I worked at the armory. Um, I was there all the time, all the dudes, you know, camaraderie, we're all like tight together. I jumped down off the loading dock and one of my buddies says, Hey man, you got, you're going bald. And I took great pride in my hair. I styled it all the time. Every day I looked super clean in uniform. I took pride in my appearance. Um, just as Marines should. And I thought he was joking. You know, I went home later that day and I saw, I saw the top of my, my crown. I saw like through my hair. Um, and then that immediately sparks. I have, a, I now have a problem that I'm not willing to just let go. I need to solve this. Um, and the first thing I did was obviously check genetics. I checked everything. I, I went through, maybe it's just natural for me. And it wasn't, it's not natural for me or anyone in my family. Um, so the next thing to do was to pick up a product, the product I was using and look at the ingredients. And that's when it was like, what the hell is this stuff, man? There, I identified the problem and now I needed to work on a solution. So I really became passionate once the problem arose 
And then I realized that I'm not alone. There's millions and millions of dudes that are just like me going through the same thing. So now I became dedicated to solving this problem, not for me, but for everyone else. So were you, were you entrepreneurially minded before then? I mean, it's, it's nope. like, it's just, it's not, not common to jump from like, I have a problem to yeah. like, I can scale the solution. Yeah, not at all. I, I 100%, if you watch the Johnny Slick story originally, Nick was the infrastructure. And at the time I had a no for structure. I was just making product and trying to help people. That's all I was doing, just doing it back and forth. But the thing is, I'm the kind of guy that if someone asked me for $15 and I only have 10, I would somehow find and sacrifice to find another five just to give them the 15. That's not a good business mindset. You cannot operate that way. So I didn't have any entrepreneur mindset. I didn't have any experience. What I did was I just made products and then kind of like sold them to people at cost, but not really. And then just keep going under and under and under and under. So I definitely needed, I needed some sort of structure because I did not have it. Right. I, I don't even necessarily mean like from a, you know, operations or like financial standpoint, but I mean, to go from like the product that I'm, that I, that I'm using has things in it that aren't good for me. And I recognize that to like going from that to let me make my own, like what, what was oh, that? I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know if it was an entrepreneur mindset, but it seemed natural for me. It seemed like I didn't pay a second. Like there was no other alternative for me. Um, at the time I was transitioning, like I said, so I didn't really have much money and I wasn't freely spending money. Um, and obviously a solution existed, but if you look at the market, most organic or natural things are just like, as soon as they slap that logo on it, it's like skyrocketed price. So at the time, I didn't want to spend any money on these products. I didn't want to take new risks. And in reality, it's organic. So it should just be, you should be able to just go outside, forage it in the woods and make it yourself. That was my mindset at the time. It's not that easy, but it didn't seem like, like the problem arose. I troubleshot it. I found a solution and it didn't seem like there was alternate opportunities for me to take. This was the only path in my eyes. So I don't know if that was entrepreneur early entrepreneur mindset, maybe being rooted, but um, it didn't seem like any other alternative. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. So, um, so what that what did that last six months of of time and service look like then for you as you were as you were transitioning out and and making these products and meeting Nick? Like, how how did all that go down? Yeah, I met Nick in. February of 20. No, I met him. Yeah, February of 2018. So I got out in 2016, late 2016. So I, I had some time where I was just running solo trying to figure everything out. Um, but during my transition, I was going to barber school, I really, really became passionate about hair. And a little did I know, I thought cutting hair and being in the hair industry was a passion. But it wasn't It was styling and making hairstyles. That was my passion. So I went to barber school and it slowly just kept getting chiseled down to finding my actual purpose and something I was passionate about. Um, so I'd go in at the armory, I do my work and then I go to barber school at night, do my transition during the day, barber school at night. And I did that. And I was trying to kind of like one foot in the Marine Corps, one foot out, kind of trying to get a good transition going on. Um, and it, it didn't really work, <laughs> work out the way I wanted to uh, using the GI Bill to go to school going back and forth with this. Uh, and then, yeah, I started making products. I ended up leaving barber school and just focusing strictly on grooming products, selling here and there. And then a couple of years go by where really, really, we can dive into it, but I, I like rock bottom, no money, zero, zero money. I was selling blood, selling everything we had, 
And then I finally met Nick and that's where things kind of like upticked <laughs> drastically. Yes. So in, in terms of like those, those early, early days when it was just you, like you were doing research and, mm -hmm. and getting the raw organic materials yourself and then mixing and matching and trying to find the best solution, literally a solution, like solution, yeah, yeah, like soluble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there were two phases and, uh, at the time it didn't really, you, you know, hindsight, obviously I didn't know there were two different phases. If I knew that now I would have definitely separated them, but there's the product side and then there's the fragrance side. So mm -hmm. making it actually smell pleasant. Cause I, I don't know if you know, but raw materials cooked, they don't really have the most pleasant smell, at least not where you're walking down the street and a lady would snap her neck and look at you like, you know what I mean? So you got to make it, it's a whole nother phase. Um, so what I did was I took all of the products I had and all the ones I was using, uh, ones that I enjoyed using, not just the ones that worked, the ones that I actually enjoyed, because at the time, this was my passion. It was about me and solving this problem. Um, I put, it was like a list of 400 ingredients, you know, coconut oil, argan oil, all of these oils, uh, butters, waxes, everything, creams, and I, 400 of them. And I just slowly kept buying the ones that I wanted, putting it in a pot, wait until it caught fire because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then it just got so repetitive and so overwhelming that I said, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. I ripped the paper. I just kept ripping it. Not theoretically, I, you know, I didn't actually rip it, but, uh, hypothetically ripping the list down until I, I got about maybe 25 ingredients. And those were my key essential ingredients. Those were the ones I bought more of, and I experimented more with, um, until I finally found my signature oil blend of tea tree, argan and jojoba oil figured out a ratio for those, the temperature to cook them at, how to uh, cool them, and then what type of waxes to mix them in. And this was going on. It took me about a year. And if you look right here, actually, that's the first one I have on the that's wall. Cool. That's the first one I ever made right there. Um, it, took, it took quite some time to be able to figure it out. Um, I actually remember my wife was working double shifts at the time while I was um, trying, to figure, <laughs> trying to figure out the solution. Uh, and there was she says there is black smoke. I say this all the time. She still thinks there is. I don't, there definitely wasn't, but the house was just full of smoke, like fire alarms going off. I took the batteries out. I was like, I was so, I was so dedicated to making this. I, nothing could stop me. Um, and then it finally, finally clicked, man. Something just clicked. I ended up making the perfect ratio and the, and the pomade was done. And it was absolutely astonishing that I had a problem and I literally just solved it without any help other than countless hours of research obviously <laughs> yeah Ton tons and tons of reps right yeah um did you have a passion for organic material like organic food or anything like that even before this or was it strictly like oh wow this stuff that i'm using in my hair is bad organic is the answer yeah so i didn't really have i wasn't like a so-called hippie i consider myself a hippie now i'm all i love it absolutely love it um, I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in that. I watched what I eat like a normal, you know, person. Um, I knew the movie, the documentary supersized me. So I knew what we ingested was a, was a big part of our health, but I didn't really know what we put on us was just as important. Um, that's when I started to learn that your skin is the largest organ you have. It absorbs everything you put on it. Um, it affects your mood. There's new skin diseases every single year brought on by these big companies that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any of this at the time. Um, and during the research, I started to realize that this oil does this and this one contains this. And I started to really connect all of the pieces. And I would, that's, that's honestly what, what made me want to start um, delivering the, the solution to other people, because I realized that this, this information was not easily available at, back then as it is now. 
um, it had, you had to put some hours into research and figure out and put pieces together to figure out that these big companies are just selling you jars of alcohol that are going to dry your skin. And then also selling you the solution to fix dry skin. It's the same company. Um, so I really, I really sought out to one, not only make a grooming product that works and solves the problem, but also educate as well. Um, just because I became so engulfed, uh, with this passion that I just couldn't, I could everywhere I went, everyone knew. I just started talking about it. How's your day? Oh, you ever, you know about J and J? You know about what they're doing over here? You know, like it was, it was, I was all about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, were you the guy, were you the guy in your unit who, who was, uh, you said that you like kept good hair, good care of yourself. Were you like the guy in your unit whose hair was like almost out of regs all the time? Like you're just keeping it, keeping it cut just enough that you were able to I'm, I'm, I'm so far out now that I can say it, but it was no, by like, I would say a year and a half, two years, it was not in regs. Every unit <laughs> I went to, like I, you'd put my cut, your cover on and you would see the front of my hair out the back of my cover. Like it was not in regs by any means, but I had a master sergeant that told me, I don't care if it's out of regs, as long as it looks like it's in regs. So that's that. I mean, like if a master sergeant tells you that I'm like, I'm going to not let that guy down. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to style it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, also, can I get that in writing? And can I record yeah, you can you write that, that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So what, so what was the, what was the transition like then from doing this for yourself, you know, passing them out on the corner, evangelizing for it and like kind of making some for your buddies and like beta customers. Like what was the transition like from that to like, okay, let's make this a business and use the education that, that you're passionate about as a sales technique to be like, Hey, educate yourself on this. And then you can purchase this. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not like the best salesman at all. I, we have a very, very high returning customer rate right now for Johnny Slicks, almost to a problem. We need mm -hmm. new customers. We, we know as soon as somebody gets the product, they're going to love it. That's just how it is. And I knew that from day one. So I wasn't really worried about the cash flow coming in. I was more worried about getting the product in people's hands. So when I was making the product and doing the beta test and handing it out to everybody, I was losing so much money that we ended up and my car got repoed. I had two charged off credit cards, Rebecca and I, Rebecca, my wife, and I were selling plasma just to buy lids to put on the jar to buy beeswax so I can make a couple more to help people to, to give them a solution. Um, and eventually that got to, obviously you can't do that forever. Eventually that got to a point where we didn't really have anything. And I was literally, I was 22 Googling how to file bankruptcy and figuring out how to move into a trailer and, and really like get down. So um, it wasn't until February of 2018, I reached out to Nick uh, and he ended up responding and he sat me down and he literally asked me, what kind of business infrastructure do you have? And this is a time I just like Rebecca had to drive there because my car got repoed. I couldn't, I couldn't pay for any of this stuff. Um, I remember the phones got turned off. My, I had Verizon, so it was way too expensive anyway, but um, phones got turned off everything. And I said, I don't, I don't have an infrastructure. I don't even really know what that is. And I don't think I like could make one. <laughs> I think I'm too far gone to make one. And uh, I think then he tried the product and he was like, I have infrastructure. You have the product. Let's get together. And um, I remember that night we launched uh, just, just for numbers sake. I think the biggest month I ever made gross um, in a month before Nick was 360 something dollars. And we like, we did triple that the day we launched and we launched at 6 PM. So as soon as that happened, and right now to this day, we have the first original customers are still customers four and a half years later. Like I said, we don't really have a problem with returning customers. Um, so it was more of a, I had the product, the solution, 
and he had the business product and solution. So together, yin and yang, we just, we flew like that. And then it just took off. Everything just seemed to kind of like all the boxes got checked off, you know? Totally. What was it like personally for you and your wife in terms of like, I mean, as you're describing, you know, the situation, it sounds stressful, oh, yeah. um, you know, and then there's a lot of, a lot of vets that, that transition out and have an idea, business idea, or they want to get into a creative career. They want to sell a product. They want to do something. And then things like what happened to you happened to them. Yeah. And it's difficult to navigate. What, what did you do on the personal front to, to navigate uh, through that time to, um, you know, to get to the spot where you reached out to Nick and said, all right, let's, let's solve these problems. Um, I think it was more of a mindset and not giving up. So Rebecca and I both identified a goal that we wanted to actually make this a thing at some point when we were selling and trying to do everything. Um, we were getting a lot of feedback from people saying like, you absolutely saved my hair. I will never use another product. And those type of things really solidified the goal that we wanted to make Johnny Slicks a official company and something that we can actually rely on for income. Um, obviously, the goal and what was happening day-to-day -day operations didn't seem to line up at the time. Little did we know that every day was a step closer towards the goal. We did, it didn't seem like that. But being really goal-oriented and having similar mindsets with, with your team, with people around you, um, I was able to, even at the time, I've always been able to I'd communicate my vision very well um, and then assist with it. So it was more or less just keeping our eye on the goal. I know that's like cliche as hell to say that, but really, really not just knowing you want something, but believing that you want it is what took us day to day and kept us going and operating. It, it kept me getting up and going out and selling every single day even though I didn't have any money in my bank account at all. That's it's the, the goal. I don't know when it was going to happen, but I knew I, I knew I wanted it. I believed I needed it. So um, I know hindsight, obviously, if I can go back then and tell you what I was thinking, I would not be saying the same to you right now. I would be telling you life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but man, it's just consistency, just consistency, getting up and attacking the target. A lot of people I notice don't have a target to shoot at. They're just blindfold. They want to shoot down range and hit something, but they blindfold and they're just shooting, hoping for the best. It's identifying a target and aiming your sights on it and shooting at Kentucky windage, adjusting and shooting consistent, just getting out there and doing it. And like, there is only one way that can go and it's only good for you. It's only experience and growth for you. If you continue doing that, the day you start, the day you die is the day you just put it down and say, oh, whatever, I'll figure it out later. Like, that there is no later. <laughs> and I think we knew that at the time. I think we really did. Um, and we believed it, which is obviously the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So $960 in sales on the day that you launched, like take me through how you felt, like where you were at, where your mindset was, where your headspace yeah. was at. Now that you have an infrastructure in place, you've got a, you know, a partnership, you're in partnership with Nick. Like yeah. what was that? What was that like for you? Super intimidating. I'll tell you, I was like, my parents, uh, specifically my dad told me not to sign any paperwork with Nick. Um, there was something I've always had some, I've always had a, a very uh, distinct empathy connection with people. I can really connect and put myself in their shoes, even just meeting somebody. Um, and I met Nick and I met Allie and something clicked. Something just seemed right. Like, 
like um, I know it's not good to have a bowling ball in a gutter, but when it's in there, it's, it's strangely satisfying because it fits perfectly. It just fits and it rolls. So that's what it felt like meeting them. It just clicked and rolled. Um, so super intimidating. I think Nick at the time was like 35. I think he just turned 35 and I just turned 22. So, or 23, I think. So this guy has multiple businesses. He's selling multiple businesses. He has his own infrastructure, computers everywhere, employees everywhere. Little old me showing up in my, my wife's car because mine got repo, you know? So super, super intimidating. Everybody's watching me talk to him. He's asking me all these questions. Um, I know that he didn't mean to, but I was really embarrassed. I didn't know what to do with that in my life. I felt like everything was in shambles compared, you know, um, which was a very, if I can go back, that was a very bad thing comparing and judging. It was just, it was like detrimental to my self-esteem. And I was just a wreck after doing that. But um, he said, we're going to take care of it. We're going to get this up and running and we're going to make a million dollars on this one product. I promise you that. And I was like, I believe, I believe you. I really do because I have a solution and you have a business. I went home, we launched and I'm not kidding you. I was in my kitchen. Like I was, I was jamming it up in the kitchen, dancing my, my ass off, man. I was so happy because it seemed like the risk paid off this huge risk. I was so scared, so nervous. And in reality, everything in life is that we're scared, you know, and it's stopping us from growing. So I just took the jump and I risked it. I had nothing to lose at this point. You know, I was just like, I got, let's do it, man. Um, and it 100% paid off on that first night, which is insane to me. Insane, still insane to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you started with the one product. How long were you selling just that product? And then when did you start to kind of diversify the, when did you start testing and learning again? Where you're, you know, at what point were you like, all right, well, so those sold this one. Let's, let's look at what else we can yeah. do. Um, so after I made the oil-based pomade, uh, I made a beard oil as well. I took the signature oil blend, the tea tree, argan, and jojoba. I took those three oils and just put it in a beard oil to help with, you know, it does, it's the same thing, just no wax in it. So it's very, it's mm -hmm. liquid. So you can put it in your beard. I was growing my beard out too. Um, and most guys who get out of the military, obviously grow a beard then, and they have the worst time. They don't know how to use a brush. They don't want to use an oil, any, anything, and just ingrown hairs, dry skin. It smells. Um, I knew that going to barber school that, that my beard would be doing that. So I, I made the oil for it as well. So we had those two products. Um, we did that for about three months until Nick said, do you have any other products you can work on? And I was like, bro, I got like books and books of formulas. I can write, I can do anything. This is like, the whole thing was the business. The business was just weighing me down, but you got that. I can freely create the product develop. I can make new fragrances. I can do anything I want now. Um, and I remember the first product I made was the beard wash, um, which still is one of the top sellers today. It's used as a face wash or a antibacterial body wash. Um, yeah, I just started experimenting. It was about, I think it was about three months until I actually dove into a new product and started experimenting, which was like a, a lighting another fire on me, man. I was just like, get to create again, uh, get to the product development again. And that, that truly is my passion. That's yeah, that's awesome. So uh, at what point did the insecurity go away or intimate, uh, being intimidated? Like, cause you said when you first, when you first walked in first met him, yeah. like first getting ready to go, you were intimidated, but then, you know, three months into it, you're like, dude, you got this, I got this, like, let's go. Like, yeah. was there any sort of transition from that, um, from mindset to mindset for you? So, um, honestly, uh, Nick, very intimidating person in general. He's a very D personality. So he's very direct. He doesn't bullshit. He doesn't take time to explain anything that doesn't need explaining. 
Um, I am not that way. I can talk. I enjoy people's company and I enjoy sitting down and having a conversation, a meaningful conversation with people. Um, not saying he doesn't enjoy that at all, but he's very quick and direct. Uh, you'll see. And uh, <laughs> um, so I actually was intimidated by him and his presence for quite some time, even though he was my business partner and we were on the same side. It was more or less like I got out of the Marine Corps. I worked at a barbershop. I worked at a gas station. I always worked for somebody. So going into this to put on, I now own this company. It's now a company and I own it instead of I work for the company and Nick is my boss took some time for me to just mentally overcome. Um, I'd go in and I'd be intimidated just because uh, I'm this new guy. I'm making beard oils in the back room here, but to me, this, everything he's got going on is like big, big, big business. And I'm like, I felt like a burden almost. I'm taking up a whole room. Um, I remember I told him it was a nine by eight room. And I said, I only need one wall, just one bench. Uh, I'm just making a couple of things. They said, no, man, think bigger. We got to think bigger. You need a room. And now we're looking to expand to a 10,000 square foot warehouse. So it's like big, big, big. And he, he put me on that. And I think over that time, the insecurities fell off. Where now we're peers, uh, we're, we're business partners, and we're literally on each other's side. Like we're, I mean, we're damn near married at this point. So like um, that insecurity had to go away. But I would say another six months after we started, before I finally got comfortable and settled and uh, yeah, working business together. Yeah. That's great. Um, is, it, is that just something that just kind of came? You just put your head down and did the work? Or was there anything that you were working on specifically from a mindset standpoint to get there? Or were you just like, let me just do the work and kind of see how it goes? I think, um, honestly, I think a little bit of both. I do. I am a worker. Like if, if something needs to get done, I, like time is irrelevant to me. It's just head down and work. I can just do that for too long. Um, but more or less, it was just sitting down, talking to him, having conversations and identifying our common visions and how we could assist each other in those common visions and realize that, man, I'm just, I'm comparing myself to somebody. He's on his path. I'm on my path. Like comparing, you know, I always say it too, you're on your path and you're walking forward. If you look to the side and look at how someone else is walking their path, you're no longer paying attention to yours. And then avert, like you're driving, you're going to start to veer over to theirs. You lose sight of your path. But if, if he can identify his path, I can identify mine and we can walk together on it, on our own paths to a unified um, vision or goal, then there is no comparing, there is no judgment, there is no more insecurities because we're both doing us. It's kind of kind of easy. Yeah, but it, it took yeah. some time. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's that's definitely uh, definitely uh, a great way to look at it. Um, speaking of time, you have, you have a hard stop in, in, at 2.30? Is that where yeah, your hard stop yeah, is? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, cool, all right, so wrapping up here a little bit, what, what, um, I mean, so, I mean, like making multiple products, multiple, multiple cents, uh, and then like, were you, did you start to learn some of the, some of the business aspects of it or, or along the lines of what you were just talking about is Nick, like, listen, I've got the operations infrastructure, business marketing, all that, please just like stick to this. Or have you started to blend a little bit? Like what's the, what's the no, for sure. now that you're into it together? Yeah, we definitely have departments where we are head of. I'm head of the lab. He is head of future operations. Um, but of course, he wants me, John, to succeed in life, not just in the business. So he's teaching me. He's mentoring me on business stuff as well. Um, how to get lines of credit, how to do this, how to get this. All of the business stuff, He, I'm like sitting, sitting there right with him. 
And I'm experiencing it as well because eventually Johnny Slicks may come to an end and I will have to figure something else out. Or, you know, uh, he might end up leaving and I now have to figure out Johnny Slicks' business side. So the future is unknown. And I think he just wants to set me up for success in general. Um, so he is definitely... I, I mean, I'm like, I'm in the business side now. I'm get, I'm doing all of this analytical uh, research. I'm doing everything when it comes to that, um, as well as the product size, you know, making products and then um, maintaining them. And you're enjoying that, like learning to enjoy that process. Yeah, well. um, honestly, a lot of my a lot of my notes is all just paper, like numbers, just constantly. I, I'm a weird guy. I like numbers a lot, and uh, I don't mind looking at all these numbers and multiplying them, adding them, coming up with future projections. I don't really mind it too much. Um, honestly, I think I like it more because I was only using like maybe $30, $40 back in the day. And now we're moving six figures here, seven here. So it's like, I, I like that we've grown this much. It feels good because it feels like all that risk was, it's still paying off massively. Yeah. It's tangible. Like you, you can actually, you can actually see it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Dude. Well, listen, I really appreciate the time, um, and, uh, opportunity to chat with you and, uh, excited to chat to Nick too and get this content out there. And, um, um, well, we'll put, we'll put all the Instagram handles and all that good stuff, website, e-com, all that in the, in the yeah, show notes good. for folks to, uh, drive, drive some traffic, hopefully. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, um, also if anybody is interested in purchasing, you can use a first time off coupon code of stay slick. That's like always. Um, cool. and then obviously veterans, first responders and everything like that get 15% off for life. Cause we give back to our own, our own people and the people who serve our community. So Awesome. Yeah. We'll put that discount code in there as well. And, uh, nice. and make sure, make sure that, uh, everybody knows, gets all that information. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Sweet. Thank you, man. Really appreciate your time. Yep. All right. We'll see you. Bye.